Hello, beauties. Welcome to my show, Power and Pleasure, All Things Women's Health. I'm your host, Kim Billick. I'm a women's empowerment and sexual health coach, Reiki master, yoga therapist, and occupational therapist. This podcast is going to be raw and juicy. And yes, we'll be talking about all things women's health uncensored. We'll be talking about periods, hormone health, sex, pleasure, pregnancies, all those things that may be going on down there that are making you feel uncomfortable. Anything that you may be feeling scared or ashamed to talk to your doctor about, your partner, your girlfriend, let's just consider this podcast Real Girl Talk. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at kimbillick underscore or my website www.amala-living.com. Hello, beauties. Welcome back to my show, Power and Pleasure, all things women's health uncensored. So today I want to talk about the role of estrogen. And estrogen is that hormone that makes and keeps us women feeling feminine. But like any hormone, we can have too much or too little of it. So specifically today, I'm going to get into talking about signs and symptoms and solutions for low estrogen. And right away, when I think of low estrogen, I just want to pose this question. Do any of you ladies want your lady garden dry? And some of you may be thinking, what is she talking about? But a common thing that happens with low estrogen is dryness. And this could be vaginal dryness, vulva dryness, so feeling itchy, having pain during sex, or it could also mean missing periods, irregular periods. So thinking like the body is drying out because estrogen helps keep us women nice and juicy. And a lot of times with low estrogen, right away, people think of menopause and perimenopause. And yes, um, during menopause, that age, that time of our life, it is natural for our estrogen levels to gradually decline. But I want you ladies to understand that Low estrogen could happen in your 20s, 30s, 40s. I get clients coming to me, um, you know, saying that their labs came back with lower levels of estrogen, that they're experiencing symptoms of lower estrogen. And I could even speak to personally at 33 years old, my levels of estrogen were so low that my doctor told me that um, they were like the levels of a menopausal woman. And I even had the vaginal thinning when I had the ultrasound of a menopausal woman. And this is because of when I was going through my bikini competitions and just the diet, the overexercise, the stress that I was going through. But the positive is I was able to reverse it naturally. And if you go back to my second episode, I actually speak into this a lot. And I will get into more of this today, not specifically about myself, but just the signs, symptoms, and solutions for this low estrogen. But before I get into that, I just want to explain a little bit more of the role. So as I said already, It makes and keeps us women feeling feminine. It helps us stay juicy. And not only our lady parts, our sexual reproductive area, but also our joints. So it's keeping the body, you know, nice and flow, nice and juicy. And what else it helps with is it helps build and maintain the structure and function of our vagina and vulva. So hence, if where we have low levels, this is why we're experiencing dryness. This is why we could be experiencing thinning, right? It also helps with our menstrual cycle. It's actually one of the most important hormones with our menstrual cycle, along with progesterone and testosterone. 
And with regulating the menstrual cycle, what it helps to do is it helps to stimulate and develop the uterus and prepare and build it for pregnancy if that's what ends up happening if the egg gets fertilized when the egg is released during ovulation. It also helps keep our curves. It helps keep our brain firing and estrogen also helps keep our heart in tip-top shape. So as you can see, yes, it's super important for our reproductive organs. It's super important for our menstrual cycle, but it also has a lot of important roles for just our bodily function. So this is why we want to keep our estrogen levels balanced because if we go too high, there's a whole other set of signs and symptoms and experiences that we're going to have, but we're not going to get into that today. But just letting you know that we want to keep it in that nice balance, that nice feminine flow, I like to say. And so just a little bit more of how estrogen connects with the ovaries and how it actually is going to impact our female reproductive system. So I want you to think of estrogen as kind of like the factory. The estrogen factory where estrogen is produced is in the ovaries. And let's just say this factory reaches its peak production in our mid-20s, and then it's going to slowly decline. And I'm going to say slowly decline. It just doesn't happen overnight. And around 32 to 39, this is when fertility will slowly begin to decline as well. And this is going to vary woman to woman, um, depending on lifestyle, diet, um, mindset is a big thing. And I don't want to stress you ladies out because, you know, there's women getting pregnant in their 40s nowadays, and it's becoming more and more common. But this is just kind of the average, we'll say. And so you may be wondering, well, why is fertility declining? Like, what does this mean, right? And why are estrogen levels starting to decline at this time? So it's connected to the eggs. You know, every time we go through our menstrual cycle, we release one egg, which is also known as our ovulation, right? And just to paint a bit of a picture, around age 35, 60% of our eggs are ripe. By age 45, this decreases to 15%. And then here in the US, the average age of menopause is 51. So then we have no more eggs. And you're probably wondering now, okay, what is the correlation between estrogen and our eggs? So as the number of eggs decrease, there is this communication to our brain and the brain communicates then to the ovaries saying there's low estrogen. And so we need to increase something called follicular stimulating hormone. And so the low estrogen is going to lead to increased follicular stimulating hormone. And the role of FSH is to stimulate the growth of the follicle in the ovary. And with this growth, the cells of the follicle produce increased estrogen. But if the estrogen isn't going up, then FSH is just going to keep getting produced. It's going to keep getting produced. So this is why for you ladies that go to your gynecologist and get your labs done, you may notice that the doctor orders FSH because this is a sign of where your estrogen can be. So outside of having low estrogen, and this is a good way to test for it, I just want you to say that this feedback loop of the brain speaking to the ovaries in regards to estrogen levels and FSH levels, this naturally happens in, a, in our cycle every month, right? So as we go through our bleed, as, as we're on our bleed, our hormone levels, including our estrogen, are at their lowest. So what happens, the brain gets this message, okay, our estrogen levels are low, so FSH starts to get produced. 
And as we climb into our follicular stage and then to our ovulation, as the FSH is climbing, it's sending a signal, but also our estrogen is going up. And when estrogen gets to its peak point, the FSH drops off in a balanced cycle. So if you are younger and you know in your 20s and 30s and you do have low estrogen, this FSH could keep going up. And this is where you may not have ovulation. So I will get a little bit more into this of the signs and symptoms, but just to give you a bit of an idea of this role of estrogen and how it impacts our bodies. So with that being said, let's get into, or I want to get talk into signs of low estrogen. So what to look out for. And as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, this dryness, right? So vaginal dryness, missing in irregular periods. I think that is a huge one. And this is when ladies start coming to me and being like, okay, I haven't had my period now for five months, six months, which is called amenorrhea, right? Amenorrhea is a missing period for three months or more. And especially in our younger years, 20s, 30s, even early 40s, if you're trying to get pregnant and you're having a missing period, that's going to be an issue. So missing periods, irregular periods, which could also lead to infertility. Outside of vaginal dryness is your sex drive could decrease. You have a harder time having an orgasm. Like I already said, sex is meant to give you pleasure. So you want to be having orgasms. You want to be enjoying having sex and just not be going through pain. And the other thing that happens is your mood could actually go down. You could be feeling a little bit more moody, feeling depressed. And the reason for this is because estradiol, which is a form of estrogen, we'll say, fills up your tank with serotonin. And serotonin is that feel-good hormone. So if that goes down, there goes your feeling good. And that's when depression could creep in. Some other things, and I feel like women closer to their menopausal years experience this, is hot flashes, night sweats, insomnia, and some other things that could happen along with low estrogen is your hunger could go up. And this is because as your estrogen levels decrease, a hormone called leptin increases, and this triggers your appetite. So with that, you're wondering, okay, why am I hungry all the time? And or why am I gaining weight? This could be connected to it. Also, your bones could get a little bit weaker, especially as you get older in age. You may notice that your boobs get a little saggy, and you may be experiencing some brain fog. So now you may be thinking, okay, these are the signs, but why is this happening? So going back a little bit to my own story that I briefly talked about here at the beginning is diet and overexercise are a lot of times a big reason for low estrogen. And I see this in women in their 20s and 30s. And it doesn't mean you have to be a professional athlete. This could be the woman that's going to the gym six times a week and not listening to their body and the body's just getting depleted. So if you are not eating enough healthy fats, ladies, I'm gonna stress this, do not be afraid of fats. Fats are our friend. Fats keep us juicy. Fats keep our estrogen levels balanced, okay? So by healthy fats, I mean your avocado, coconut, coconut oils, nuts, nut butters, your seeds, those olive oil, those are your healthy fats. No, don't be diving in for you know, your French fries and processed foods, because that could cause a whole other slew of problems. So 
focusing on your healthy fats. And with that, not getting actually eating enough healthy fats, if your body fat level is too low in every woman, you know, we have our own threshold. One lady could be okay at 15% body fat, which is on the lower end, but just trying to paint a picture here. 15% body fat may be okay and she could still have her period. But for the next woman, you know, she may have to be at 20% body fat. So it's really tapping into the body, your own body, and just knowing where your level is, where, where you know you're balanced. And to help you with this, this is where it's important to be working with, you know, a coach that specializes in this area or a dietitian, or maybe even a naturopathic doctor that's going to help you tune into your body and find out that perfect balance for you. So with this, with the low body fat, also in some cases, or a lot of cases, comes in over-exercising. So too much exercise, not giving the body enough rest, the body's feeling like it's being stressed all the time. I know exercise is healthy for the body, it releases good feel-good hormones, But at the same time, it is a form of stress. And if it's being repeated and repeated and the body's not getting enough time to recover, all of a sudden the body doesn't realize, oh, I'm exercising. It just thinks, oh, I'm in a, you know, I'm being threatened and it's going to begin to turn off the reproductive system because the body's thinking, well, if I'm being threatened, I can't support another human potentially if I were to get pregnant. And this is where you may start experiencing the missing period. So keeping that in mind, how other ways that low estrogen could be could come on is post-birth control syn- syndrome. So yes, birth control may help you get your period back, but if some of you have heard me speak before, what I like to say is birth control kind of flatlines our hormones. Think of a heart rate monitor. You know, if it's the heart's beating properly, it goes up and down, it has its ebbs and flows. But if someone passes, the heart rate monitor goes flat. And that's kind of what happens when we're on birth control. We don't have the beautiful ebbs and flows of our hormones, not only estrogen, but our testosterone and our progesterone. So it gets flatlined. And so if you just come off birth control, it may take some time for your body to reset and you may be experiencing some lower levels of estrogen. With the solutions, I will speak into how to overcome the post-birth control syndrome. So a couple other causes of why you may be experiencing low estrogen is hypogonadism. And this is when the ovaries aren't functioning. So remember, your estrogen factories in the ovaries. So if the ovaries aren't functioning properly, this could also cause low estrogen. And sometimes this can be connected to genetics, and this is something called Turner syndrome. Now, there are certain times in our life where estrogen may be expected to be a little bit lower. And as I already explained or talked about is perimenopause and menopause, but also during puberty. So when we are first getting our menstrual cycles and also postpartum. And one last cause, potential cause, which I feel is kind of on the rise more, is gluten intolerance. So there is a link that estrogen levels can be altered by gluten. And by gluten, I'm talking about things that are foods that are made with wheat. So your white pastas, your breads, cereals, a lot of your pastries. So think of like your white carb foods. 
a lot of those have gluten in that. And there has been a connection to this being a cause for low low estrogen, which then leads to amenorrhea, infertility, and decreased ovarian reserve. So I've spoken to the signs of low estrogen, the causes of low estrogen, and now I want to get into the solutions. And before I get into the solutions, ladies, I want to tell you or say that you could get your estrogen back in balance naturally. If you've gone to the doctor already and the only thing you've been offered is birth control or some type of hormone therapy, and this is the only thing that you've been offered, I want to let you know that through a number of natural approaches, you could get your estrogen levels and your period and you know the release of these signs and symptoms you're experiencing, you could get those to go away, get your period back. And I'm, I can speak to this personally with my own experience and also um, through the healing process and healing journey I've seen my clients go through. Before I get into the solutions, I just do want to remind you though, when you take a natural approach, it could take some time. Yes, you know, when you hop onto the pill, you get your period generally within a month. Naturally, depending how long you've been experiencing these signs and symptoms, it could take, you know, two, three months. So just be patient and really tune into your body and just notice the little things, the little wins. And a little win could be if you are experiencing insomnia and maybe you're getting up four times a night, which could seem like a lot. And maybe you only start getting up two times a night. I know you're still getting up, but that's a win because you're getting, you're only getting up twice instead of four times. So you got to really tap into these little wins that you that you were experiencing. So with that, let's get into the solutions. Especially if you're under the age of 40, cutting out gluten, and this is a trial and error, cut it out and see how it's impacting your body. And if you know these symptoms start going away, then you know there is a chance that you could be gluten intolerant. And you know, I said, especially if you're under 40, even if you're going through menopause and you are experiencing low estrogen and with these hot flashes and you know, insomnia, try cutting out gluten and see if it makes a difference. As I said, like this is something that's becoming more and more common and there's a higher link through the research. So trying that out, cutting out your gluten, gluten, decreasing or stopping coffee and caffeine intake. Ugh, I know that's a tough one. That's one I struggle with myself, but Cutting this out not only is going to help with your estrogen levels, but for any of you ladies that are experiencing hot flashes, this may help with your hot flashes. Eating whole soy. And I know some of you might be cringing at this thinking, soy, aren't we not supposed to be eating it? I know there's controversy around soy, but eating whole soy, whole by organic tofu could actually be beneficial. And there is research showing that soy can decrease your FSH levels. So remember, FSH is higher when our estrogen levels are low. So it could help with that. And part of the controversy around soy is that it produces phytoestrogens, which mimics estrogen. But think, if our estrogen levels are low, this would be a time that we will be okay and we want soy. The one other thing with soy I just want to, you know, highlight is that soy for some women can be an inflammatory type of food. So there too, this is trial and error. Try it out, see how your body is reacting. If you notice that you're feeling bloated after you eat it, 
or I can speak to this myself. I love soy. I'm plant-based. I eat tofu, but if I eat too much of it, my tongue will get a little swollen, like day three of eating it in a row and not all the time, but it happens sometimes. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I need to cut this out. So just, this is why I say it's trial and error and why it's good to have someone beside you, like a professional guiding you through this so that you could see what's working for you and what isn't working for you and that they could help tweak as long as you go through this process. Another thing to add into your diet is flaxseed and maca. Maca is an herb. Maca actually is going to help with your libido as well. Having more orgasms, whether it's with a partner or by yourself. And I just want you to think if you don't use it, you lose it, right? So as you're having more orgasms, you're creating more blood flow to the area. You're kind of reminding your lady garden if you want to say, okay, I deserve some love here. Let's let's bring some attention to this because a lot of times us women, we just tend to neglect our, our room space, our vagina, our pussy, whatever you want to call it. So giving yourself some pleasure or having your partner give you some pleasure, this, believe it or not, is going to help with your estrogen levels. Watch your exercise. Remember, one of the causes was over-exercising. So making sure that you're not exercising too much. And especially if you've been having missing periods for, you know, five months, I've spoke to women that haven't had their period in over a year, some of them two years. This is where you really got to check in, like potentially cutting out those high intensity exercises, you know, going to those cycling classes, boot camps, all those things. I highly recommend you cut them out. And if you feel like you still need to do some movement, try some gentle yoga, Pilates, a hike in nature. Being out in nature is very soothing and relaxing for the body. So really watching the exercise. And one thing I get my clients to do very often is to check in after your workout, how do I feel? Right after your workout, how do you feel? And then two hours after your workout, how do you feel? And then the next day. And if you are constantly feeling depleted, that is a sign that you are exercising too much. And this is when your body's going, I'm in a state of stress, I'm being threatened, and this is where that reproductive system's gonna turn down. This is where that estrogen, the estrogen levels are gonna stay low. So just really watching with the exercise. Taking vitamin E and magnesium help with your estrogen levels, and taking these supplements also could help specifically with your hot flashes. A couple other herbs that may help with your estrogen levels is St. John's wort, black cohosh, and ginseng. And another holistic practice I will say that could potentially help with your estrogen levels is acupuncture. And lastly, I think this is a huge thing and it's not talked about enough, is just your stress management and putting your body in a place of feeling relaxed and safe. So something I like to say is, what is your calm container? And your calm container could be a person or people. It could be a place. It could even be an activity. And the activity could be just taking an Epsom salt bath that makes you feel calm and relaxed. So putting yourself in this container and what reminds your body that you are safe, that you're not threatened, and that you could just relax. So really stressing or managing your stress is another big thing for getting your estrogen levels back up. 
for you ladies listening that may be experiencing some of these signs and symptoms of low estrogen, I do hope that the solutions I have provided will be helpful for you to get that estrogen back in balance. But if you are feeling that you want a little bit more support, I have an announcement here. Next week, December 1st, I will be launching my new program, one-to-one coaching program called Master Your Menstrual Cycle. And through this program, we are, I'm saying we because we are a team, are going to be diving deeper into dialing into your nutrition and exercise specifically to you. Because remember, every woman is a little bit different. and getting into the stress management, that calm container I was talking about, making sure that you're getting rest, connecting to your womb. This is so important. I didn't speak a lot into it today. And just that empowerment and so much more magic. So if you are experiencing missing periods, if you are trying to get pregnant, right, this would be the perfect one-to-one coaching program for you. And like I said, if you're wanting that support, send me a DM on my Instagram, Kim Billick underscore. I will have all the information below and put in power. We could book a discovery call. And if you put in power and we end up working together, I will be honoring $150 off this program. And for any other listeners, if you ever have any questions, feedback, please do not hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you all. And ladies, I will see you next week.